0: and the spirit of wisdom be abundant. Make you manifest in our midst this evening. In the name of Jesus, we've prayed. Amen. So straight to Ephesians. We're going to read verse 6. We've, verse, we've, we've looked at Ephesians chapter 2. We've looked at verse 1 to verse 6. So today we'll just go straight to verse 7. No need to recap on the previous um, verses. You can always catch up. On the podcast or on YouTube, the previous um expose on chapter two, verse seven says that in the ages to come, if you have a manual Bible, underline ages to come. Wow. <laughs> that in the ages to come, he God, might show what is it going to show the exceeding riches. Of his grace. In his kindness. Towards us. In Christ Jesus. (laughs) That verse alone is awesome. That verse alone is awesome. That in the ages to come. That he might show. The exceeding riches. Of his grace. Towards us. In Christ Jesus listen 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 what God did for us through Christ transcends dimensions transcends dispensations transcends the ages now the word ages if you've been following this teaching you would know that the word age or ages there is what is known as dispensations now in this world we've had several dispensations come and go we had the dispensation before um god started his work with the children of israel started with their father abraham and the law was introduced which we call the old testament then there was a dispensation of the law which lasted Till the Passover that Jesus was crucified, which we celebrated just this past weekend. So when Jesus came, he died and he resurrected. The law was in force. Till then, immediately he resurrected, the age of the law ceased and a new age started. What age is that? The age of the church started. Hallelujah. And we are currently in the age of the church. And God started something with us, which I'm going to show you today. And what he started with us did not end with the church age. That is beautiful. That is awesome. What he started with the children of Israel ended with the age of the Law. though he's going to come back at the end and harvest 144,000 of them Plus, the Messianic Jews, who of course are members of the church, he will join them to the church and together as the church, the bride of Christ. The Bible says that he's going to show cases, he's going to show us the exceeding riches of his grace beyond this church age. That means the church. That's you, if you are a believer, me, we will still be relevant in the age to come. Now if it is just the age to come that the Bible says there, we say, okay, in the 1000 reign of 1000 years, which is the millennial reign of Christ that is coming, we will be relevant. but that's not what the Bible says. The Bible did not say age to come He said, Ages, ages to come, somewhere else in the scripture. If I have to, I'm going to show that to you, you will find out that our the church, our relevance, the church, we will be so relevant, we will be the at at, at the top echelon of society, not just in the millennial reign of Christ, but beyond that. Hallelujah. So future ages to come because we made the decision in this age in time to accept our Lord Jesus Christ as our Lord and personal Savior we will remain relevant. Glory be to God. Now, the Passion Translation puts verse 7 this way. It says, throughout the coming ages we will be a visible display Hallelujah. Of the infinite riches of his grace and kindness, which was showered upon us in Christ Jesus. I love that. We will be a visible display. I don't know. Okay. Just imagine this. I'm sure most of you have seen a showroom. You know, we used to have this show what they call a showcase, where uh, these people that sell snacks in the roadside, food items on the roadside, showcasing their buns, their meat pies. So you look through the showcase made of glass, you can see the product. Or you have car dealers that sell cars, go to a dealer's shop. They usually have their building made of glass, so you can see through the glass, at the beautiful exotic cars on sale. We call that one a showroom. What is this scripture saying? That God in the ages to come will make you and I <laughs> or place you and I in something similar. He will place you and I in the showroom of God to display to the world His infinite grace and kindness. That's the scripture in NLT says, So God can point to us in the future ages as examples of His incredible wealth, of His grace and kindness towards us. Hallelujah! Hey, that God can point to us. First, He will showcase us. Secondly, he will point to us. What does that mean? In the ages to come, Father God will use us as examples to the rest of the world. <laughs> I know a lot of parents are connected to us and maybe you know parents or you of course, as a child, you already have parents. And <laughs> I don't know if you are the one that was a favorite child in the household, the one that father or the mother always uses as an example the one the father the mother uses as an example for his to his friends and all that why because he's proud of you he's proud of your achievements the Bible is telling us there is something there is something about the Christian which I'm going to show you this night there's something about you there's something about the Christian that makes God proud So proud that he's always showcasing us. He's always pointing us out to his friends. He's always showing his friends and talking about us to his friends. Remember what the Bible says in the Gospels that if we are not ashamed of Christ and the Gospel, that God will similarly not be ashamed of us and will confess us to the angels because how proud God is of us do you know what the bible says about us first i told you i talked to you about the age of the law in the age of the law hallelujah god also did similar thing with the children of israel and he told and he told it to them when they were gathered at mount sinai in exodus chapter 19 verse 6 he said to them he said and you shall be unto me a kingdom of priests and a holy nation. So the words he spoke to them. He said, you'll be unto me a kingdom of priests and a holy nation. He now went ahead in the New Testament and said something about the church, which Peter the apostle captured in 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 9 and verse 10 says something. He says there, but you are a chosen generation he said to them that you are a royal priesthood he said a holy nation he said his special people hey i want you to lift up your hands and say hey i am god's special person no no, no i didn't hear you Just scream it out loud where you are say i am god's special person yes you are you are a special people the church is God's special people. He said, that you may proclaim, show forth. I think that's what King James says. Show forth. Remember, if you are in the showcase, if you are in the showroom, what are you doing there? You are showcasing. You are showing forth. Hallelujah. The praises of him who called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. He said, Hey, remember, you are once a people, but say you are once nobody. You are not a people before, 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 before. Hey. <laughs> but he said, Now, hallelujah, you are now the people of God who had not just obtained mercy, but have it. But have it. In the past, you did not have mercy. God's mercy did not was not extended to you as a as a gentile, but he Peter is telling us that now 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 his mercy has been extended to us. The same thing Apostle John also said that while he was in Patmos in Revelation chapter one verse six, he said, "Hey, he has made unto himself he made us to himself what kings and priests." unto his god he said the father he said to him be glory and dominion forever and ever glory be to god so what are we supposed to be showcasing what are we supposed to be showcasing we are supposed to be showcasing the glory of god Now, this is where it gets serious. This is where I need you guys now to listen. This is now where it gets serious. We are supposed to be showcasing his glory. We are supposed to be showing forth his goodness. When Moses asked God to reveal himself to him, there's something God told him in Exodus 33 verse 18 and verse 19 he said to god please show me your glory and the lord said to him i will make all my goodness (laughs) pass before you what was moses's request father show me your glory what was the father's reply i will show you my goodness I will allow my goodness pass before you. He now said, And I will proclaim the name of the Lord before you. Then he went forth to say, I will be gracious to whom I will be gracious. And I will have compassion to whom I will have compassion. And the Bible says in the next chapter, verse 6, And the Lord passed before him, and proclaimed the Lord, the Lord God, merciful, gracious, long-suffering, and abounding in goodness and in truth. So, in the ages to come, we, the church, we will be a showcase of God's goodness. In the ages to come, we, the church, will be like stars. See the way we have stars today. And everybody, whenever they see a star, they get excited. They go, in the olden days, it was, they go get an autograph. But in the days we are living, nobody has time for autograph. They go ask for a selfie to be taken with the star. So they can put the picture on social media. And be like, hey, I was the social and social person. You know. And we call these stars celebrities because human beings celebrate them. Do you know that there's something that Lord did with you, to you? That Daniel prophesied about it, that in the ages to come, that you will be a star. Not like the stars of the world like we have them today. Few years ago, a few decades ago, we had one superstar in the world. His name is Michael Jackson. He was a superstar, so much so that where whenever he appears, people faint. Whenever he f- waves at the crowd, people start falling, and we have under the power of his stardom. Where is he today? He's gone. He's dead. People have forgotten him. But for us, before us, our Stardom, in quotes, will have no end. Hey, think about it. Our reign will have no end. And there is a reason for it. I'm going to show it to you. But first, let me read what Daniel said when he prophesied it. In Daniel chapter 12, the Bible says something in verse 2 and verse 3 of Daniel chapter 12. The Bible says that many of those who sleep in the dust of the earth were awake. What was he prophesying about? He was talking about the rapture there. But the Bible says that the dead in Christ will rise first. So many of those who sleep in the dust will awake. He says, Some to everlasting life. That is you and I, if you are born again, listening to me. When the rapture occurs and we come back to life, we will come back to everlasting life, life without end. One, two, eternal life, meaning we are going, we already have it now, and we'll still have it then. That is the life of God, eternal life. The others that didn't know God will come back to life still. Revelations 21 talked about it, the white throne judgment, when the dead will appear before the throne, and many of them will be sent to hell. Say some of them to shame and everlasting contempt. He said, those who are wise, that is you and I, shall shine like stars. You see what I'm saying? We will be like stars. Say like the brightness of the firmament. Glory be to God. And those who turn many to righteous. That is, if you are a preacher of the gospel, I don't mean if you're a pastor. I mean if you're a preacher of the gospel, you are preaching this gospel to people, turning them to Christ. You are converting those that are lost. You are converting them to Christ. He said, Hey, that you will shine like stars for a season? No. The Bible says there in verse 3 of Daniel chapter 12, He says, forevermore, forever and ever and ever and ever. Glory be to God. Glory be to God. So, what is this thing that happened to the Christian? That will make him be a showcase of God's goodness and glory. Verse 8 and verse 9 of Ephesians 2 say something. For by grace you've been saved by faith. He said that not of yourself, it is the gift of God. He said, not of works, lest anyone should boast. We've been made alive, and this making alive of the Christian was through grace for by grace okay i think i need to read verse 7 again for you verse 7 says that in the ages to come he might show the exceeding riches of his grace in his kindness towards us verse 8 now says for by grace you have been saved through faith. Now, listen intently. For a lot of Chris, a lot of us Christians, yeah, we see grace as a thing, you know, but we need to move from the place of perceiving grace as a thing to a place and catch a revelation of grace as a person. We need to move. From a place where we don't just see grace as a thing, but we see grace as a person. Follow me. It's getting serious now. When you read Ephesians well, you will see that grace denotes that God was dispensed into us. In the book of Ephesians, that's how powerful Ephesians is. In the book of Ephesians, Paul showed us grace from as a person, not as a thing. So, he told us that being saved by grace means that God entered us. That being saved by grace does not mean that grace took us from squalor, from the Mary clay, from walking in the ages of this world, like verse 1 and verse 2 of chapter 2 said. Or like that popular hymn that said, amazing grace, how sweet that sound, that saved a wretch like me. Let me stop here and say something. I don't really sing that song because I am already saved. I'm no longer a wretch. Yes, I used to be a wretch, but I was found by grace, so I'm no longer a wretch. So if I if want to sing that song, let sing it somewhere I'm singing. I say, amazing grace, how sweet that sound. That saved me that I used to be a wretch. But my point is that the song also denotes that grace is a thing that brought us from wretchedness to this amazing grace. But Paul in Ephesians showed grace from a different angle. Totally from a different angle. You know, salvation in Ephesians is the translation of the Incarnated, of the Crucified, of the Resurrected, of the Ascended Christ into us. Hmm. It was not just a simple matter for God to be translated into us as grace. It had to be processed through these different stages. That is why he was incarnated. That is why he had to come as a man. If you listen to my message on, on Sunday, I explain all of this. That was why he needed to die on the cross. That was why he needed to go to hell. That was why he had to resurrect. That was why he had to ascend. All these different stages of the redemption of man were so important hey, so that God, the almighty God, the creator of the universe, Will be processed, synthesized spiritually into man. So he did not just save us, he graced us by infusing us with grace. Let me let me let that marinate a bit. At times we preachers, we are so fast that we we. We don't let the people sell her. you know when you read the Psalms, you would uh, find a lot of this word called seller in a lot of places. What does seller mean? Seller means pause and think. I want you to think about this grace is not a thing that saved us, no, grace is a person that entered us. Think about it. Grace is not a thing that saves me. Grace is not a thing that saved you. Grace is a person that entered you. This is what Paul was trying to show in these few verses. When you understand this, you will begin to understand what John said in John chapter 1. When you go back to John chapter 1, turn your Bibles to John chapter 1. I'll read two verses for you. Glory be to God. I'll read two verses for you. Verse 16 and verse 17 of John chapter 1 says this. And of his fullness have we received, say that with me, received, Of, of his fullness. Of his fullness. Have we received, what did we receive? Grace for grace. (laughs) So, at salvation, God's grace was not shown us when he sent Jesus to pass through these five processes I showed you, incarnation, death, going to hell, resurrection, and ascension. No. These five processes were so important for God himself to be transmitted into man. That is why, I don't know why I forgot. I wanted to bring... ...a glass box. I don't know why I forgot to bring a glass box. This is my eyeglass case. But it's not a good example. This is not very clear. It's a bit stained. It's a bit stained. If it was clear... ...and I take my eyeglasses... ...and I put it in the case... ...and I close it. I can still see a bit of mine. I can still see a bit of it. But imagine it being so clear. You know, Imagine it being so clear. You will see the eyeglass clearly. So, this eyeglass case was designed in such a way to show forth the eyeglass, the frames inside, to showcase the frames inside. I have several eyeglasses, I have several eyeglass cases. None of them is see-through, like this one. They are they are all solid blocks. You can't see through it, but this was designed so you can see through it. Even though you can't see through it clearly, but you can still see the glass a little bit. That is what God made us. We are like this eyeglass case. Listen, the eyeglasses is Christ. <laughs> I'm excited. I'm excited. Oh, <laughs> uh, see, 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 we are like this eyeglass case. Glory be to God. <laughs> and the eyeglass is Christ. When Paul talked about the mystery of salvation in Colossians chapter 1, I think verse 16, oh, yeah, verse 26, he said something. Yes, thank you, Pastor Mara. <laughs> You've already gone ahead of the scripture I want to quote. He says, see, see, see. There is a mystery that has been hidden from the foundation of the world. And in case you're wondering, what is this mystery? He said, Hey, that the mystery that has been hidden all these years is Christ in you. Ha ha bo Yekaba. Christ in you, the hope of glory. Now, you begin to understand all the scriptures I've been showing you from the beginning. If Christ is the eyeglass, and we are the case, (laughs) when we are shot, when you look at us, which is the case, it becomes see-through. What do you see inside? Christ. (laughs) So, grace, 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 grace is not a thing that was extended towards our salvation no, no 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 grace is a person that is inside us when somebody meets you they've met grace <laughs> that is why if you be wondering why paul greets both of the churches he wrote to may grace be multiplied to you wonder no more Why is he telling them hey the grace, the person, Christ inside you should be multiplied. When Christ multiplies on your inside, hey, Makaye, Sharaka, Mokoyo, we've been understanding grace as a thing. It is time to start seeing grace as a person. The person is not just in heaven, the person known as grace is in you. <laughs> That is why the entire creation is waiting for you to manifest. Why you carry the person known as grace on your inside? Multiply that grace on your inside. Manifest that grace on your inside. And every creature and creation around you (laughs) will be saved. (laughs) right Holy Spirit. I'm gonna just quiet for a, a bit i want it to sink in i'm not in a hurry today we'll continue on tuesday i'm not in a hurry, I'm not in a hurry. let him marinate let it sink in let it sink in let it sink in when you realize that this grace is on your inside sickness disappears failures disappears near success syndrome disappears no nobody can tell you no again you become irresistible every request you make you will get a yes you will get an affirmation you carry grace on your inside that is why not only in this world not only in this age are we going to be a showcase like this my eyeglass case we will be a showcase of God's grace in the next age, which is the millennium of Christ. Once that one closes, we will continue to be a showcase of God because we carry Him on the inside. We carry Him on the inside. Let me say this as I end. I'm going to continue from here on Tuesday next week. Make sure you don't miss Tuesday next week. But let me say something before I end. And everybody on Zoom, I would like to hear. I would like to hear from you. Once I'm done, say what I want to say. Let's have a conversation. You're going to unmute your mic, put on your camera if you can. And I want to hear from you what you heard from today's message. Now, listen to this. I've heard some preachers say this, and I used to agree with it till God opened my eyes on some things. In a few of preachers say, "Oh, that salvation, that being born again, is returning us back to how Adam was before he fell." That is what being born again is, and I used to agree with them. But no, no, no! I have read my Bible for myself. That is why I always tell people. Go study the Bible for yourself. Go study the Bible for yourself. I'm going to show this to you next week. Next week, next week. I'll prove it to you with many scriptures. Why you are not Adam before he fell. You are better. Better than Adam. Let me just give you one scripture. So you'll be pondering on it till we meet next week. The Bible says something in 2 Corinthians chapter 5. Chapter 5, verse 17. What the Bible says? The Bible says that there is therefore now no condemnation. Oh, okay. Sorry. <laughs> I'm going to ask that to forgive me. <laughs> Don't mind me. We haven't have placed in our head. Sorry. That verse says that therefore if any person is in Christ that that person that is in Christ is a new creature some translation will say a new creation a new creature or a new creation and we know the boss word is true it can lie if the Bible says you are a new creation that means you have never existed before. Because if, it is, if salvation was returning us back to the way Adam was, sinless, before he fell, the Bible will not say we are a new creation. That what the Bible will say is that we are a newer model of an old creation. Like car manufacturers, they have they have their car, different car models. What they've learned in the past couple of years is that every year they bring out a new model. It doesn't like this when we are growing up. If you remember, when we were growing up, we had a Pojo 504. Pojo 504, we have it though, that model for years. After a while, in fact, it was 404. For years, after a while, they brought 504. 504, 504 now have GL. They not say, wow, gr then after a while gr after why They i have st but now they're bringing a new model every day every day before you blink your eyes the a newer model has come out but it's the same car but a new model so they now call it 2020 model 2021 model every year there's a new model if we were returned back to where Adam was, that's what we would have been we would would have been a newer model of Adam but that's what the Bible says the Bible says we are a new a new creation what made us a new creation Christ a new the hope of glory, Christ, God was not in Adam. No, that's why he needed to come every evening to have a chat with him. Christ, God was never in Adam. But you, you, you are an alloy, a hybrid of human and God. Hey, hold our thoughts for next week, Tuesday.